Hello everybody, my name is John. I'm a heroin addict. Uh, I'm grateful to be in this meeting tonight. This is actually my first time to this uh, HA meeting, which is pretty cool. Um, I've heard about it, I just haven't made it down here. But, um, so, uh, I have a, a sobriety date of September 25th, 2019. And um, for that, I'm very grateful. Um, I also wanna welcome anybody that's newer and congratulate those that took chips um i remember you know before i got here i couldn't go sometimes minutes without getting the next fix and uh so to like see um those that are newer take 30 60 90 days it's uh you know it's a miracle even even at that amount of time so um what it was like um like my uh my drug use started at a fairly young age, um, right around like 13 or 14, you know, it started with, uh, smoking weed and then, um, and then, uh, and then, st you know, started drinking. I tried drinking and then from there, like, uh, discovered that you could like drink and smoke weed at the same time and get a, a more intensified effect. So then, um, you know, I started drinking and smoking weed at the same time. That was like middle school, going into high school. Once I uh, got into high school, um, me and my group of friends, um, we like, we were pretty much had like the attitude or the outlook, like we couldn't knock any of the drugs unless we tried them. So like throughout high school, it was like experimenting with like the harder drugs, you know, like the, um, you know, ecstasy, cocaine, uh, crystal meth, you know, psychedelics, all that stuff. But like, uh, looking back, um, looking back on it now, like I could identify that I was different than my friends. Um, you know, like some examples, like, um, say like we all put in our money and got like a, an amount of cocaine on a Friday night, like when the cocaine was gone, they would like, like wrap up the night and they'd be like, Oh, the Coke's gone. Like, it's time to like, you know, like, like set it down for the night. And I'm like, no, the Coke's gone. Let's go get more, you know? And they're like, no, you're crazy. Like they weren't on the same page as I was. So, you know, like I said, looking back, I could see that like I was different from them. Um, and then like, you know, pretty much whatever it was that I, that I tried, even if I, didn't really like it that much. I just abused it, you know, um, until I found like the next thing that I like better. So, um, you know, along with like, uh, my drug abuse through high school, uh, my attendance was very, uh, low, you know, like, um, I think I had like, at the end of my sophomore year, I had like 60 credits or something like that. Like, cause I never went. So they, uh, they told me that for like junior year, um, I wasn't going to be allowed to come back to, um, the high school I was attending and I was going to have to go to an alternative education, like a continuation school basically. So that's where I went. And, um, I'm actually grateful for that because, uh, the teacher that I had, she wasn't dumb. She knew what was going on with like most of her classmates being drug addicts and whatnot, but she like kind of looked past that and just made sure that she 
spent the time to help us get through school so that we could graduate and have a diploma. So I'm grateful for that experience actually today, you know. Um, you know, like the, the disease is uh, progressive, you know, like um, it just got, it got worse, you know, like bad things happen, unfortunate things, uh, you know, uh, broken relationships with family and friends, friends that I grew up with, they just did not want to have anything to do with me. Um, you know, losing trust with my family. Um, my family not wanting anything to do with me, you know, like tell me basically like just stay away from us. And, uh, you know, like I went through uh, my first rehab. Um, I got taken there on the morning of my 18th birthday. Um, the night before I, uh, I was, uh, I put myself into a meth induced psychosis. I was awake for like 18 days or something like that. And um, thought that like secret service was after me, like, I don't know like what why I thought it was so special or whatever, but <laughs> the reality of it was is like I just I couldn't differentiate differentiate like reality and 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 like my hallucinations. So I was insane at that point, you know. So like uh, the morning of my 18th birthday, I got dragged to a rehab out in um, Paris, California, like a working ranch basically, and um, you know it worked while I was there. Um, until I got out and then I just went back to the same thing, you know, and um, went back there again the second time and did like, uh, like the first phase and the second phase of the program. So I was there for 10 months and, you know, I got healthy and I was, but like, I wasn't working the 12 steps, uh, didn't have a sponsor. It was kind of just like this place you went to, to like, they just make you work and like, like you're just like, like confined to this property and you can't leave. I mean, you can leave, you can walk out and leave, but like you can't leave unless you like don't want to finish the program type of thing, you know? So, you know, like over the years, like I uh, was like in and out of like rehabs. Um, the second rehab I went to, I was like exposed to the, uh, to the 12 step, to a 12 step fellowship. Um, and, uh, I could like, I could tell that like, um, that like I, I identified with like the people there, like that we're like, um, wired the same or the same like type of people, but, um, I wasn't hearing any solution like at that point of time. And I think it probably is just because I didn't want to be there. Um, I wasn't ready, so I just wasn't listening. Um, so like, you know, like over the years, um, this is like my twenties, like mid late twenties, like, um, you know, I started getting in trouble, like, uh, in and out of jail, prison, um, it was pretty much like jail, prison, get out, be mandated to like a treatment program like do good in the treatment program, get out, relapse, jail, prison. It was just like a, like endless cycle all throughout my twenties. Um, and just like, it got worse, you know, like my, the amount of drugs I was using was more, um, like the, just being a shitty person was amplified. Um, it got worse. 
And I just, um, it was just miserable, you know? Um, I, uh, like my late twenties, I, um, I like had like a, um, a stint of sobriety. Um, it was like roughly like 13 months, but, um, like in that time period, I, um, like I had two daughters and, um, so like, I, uh, I don't know, like I, I had this like stint of sobriety. I had a sponsor. I was working with the sponsor somewhat, but I was like, I didn't surrender to the program. I, um, I was still like doing things the way I wanted to do them. Um, which meant that I wasn't being, um, 100% open or honest with my sponsor or those around me. Um, basically just doing things and participating in things that like weren't conducive for my like recovery or sobriety. And as a result of that, I, um, would like work less and less with my sponsor because like, I just, I wasn't like in the right state to be like doing work cause I wasn't being honest, you know? And the end result was like relapsing. Um, so like I relapsed and I like went out for like a while, like years. And, uh, in that time period, um, I like lost the right to see my daughters, not through the courts, but like, just, it was a decision that the, my daughter's mother like made that call, you know, she's like, you know, you get a year of sobriety and you can see them. And I just couldn't put it together. You know, I would like, um, I was on probation in two counties, um, at the same time, kept violating in both counties at different times. So I was doing this, like, like bouncing back and forth between counties, like doing violations and then in between them committing more crime to support my habit. Um, you know, sales cases, multiple sales cases, which come along with uh, the addiction, you know, the lifestyle. And um, things just kept getting worse and worse and worse, you know, um, to uh, getting worse, like, like I, uh, I, um, let's see here. Um, like becoming homeless. Um, I mean, I guess I was homeless long before that, but like, like I would always have like somewhere to stay, like um, a hotel room or someone's, you know, place or couch or something like that. But um, got to the point where I just didn't care. Like I was, there was this tent encampment down here on Pico in San Clemente. And I was living there, um, running amok, selling drugs around it. Like it was like, like a, a prison yard or something like, and, um, like all the cops in San Clemente always harassing me like every day, multiple times. And, um, you know, it got to this point where like, I just, uh, I don't want to like wake up anymore. You know, like at this point in time, I, uh, it had been like almost four years since I had seen or talked to my daughters. Um, the only time I really talked to my family, my mom or my brothers was like through global tell when I'm locked up and, um, yeah, like I, I was like ready to take my own life or just like hope that I would overdose, you know, at that point. And, um, 
And uh, I had like was getting high with a buddy in his tent at this tent encampment. And I like, I like was open with him. I was like, dude, like I'm like, I'm like over this life, like this lifestyle, like I'm like ready to be done. And he's like, how are you like saying that right now? Like, how do you expect me to believe that? Like, we're like cooking up heroin to get high. And I'm like, I know, like, I can't, like, I, I just like, I can't stop. But like, I'm like over it, man. And he's like, all right, like, what do you think's gonna happen? I'm like, I'm either gonna overdose, blow, blow my brains out the back of my head, or like get arrested. Like, I feel it coming like any day now. And he's like, all right, like, he's like, so like, if you like, don't do those first two things and get arrested. Like you're just going to get out and get high again. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm just ready to be done. And then two days later, um, you know, the orange County Sheriff's department did for me at that, at that time, what I couldn't do for myself. Um, I had like multiple warrants. Um, they came into the tent that I was sleeping in and there was like syringes all over the place, blood splattered all over the inside of the tent. Um, you know, paraphernalia and drugs everywhere. And they, uh, they arrested me and took me in. That was on uh, September 24th, 2019. And my sobriety date is the next day because uh, that was like th the next morning when I woke up after I got arrested is like when I went into withdrawal. So I knew that like the drugs, like, like I was like withdrawing from the drugs that had been in my system. So, um, you know, I did 14 months um, in jail and prison combined um and I managed to stay dry um uh, while I was in there I was like ready to like like go to meetings like the you know H&I brings in meetings like in panels into like the uh the facilities but like a month after I got arrested like right around the time where I started feeling like I can like have enough energy to go move around and do stuff um this whole COVID thing like blew up and uh, they like shut down the facilities, no outside people coming in, no visits, uh, that type of thing. So like I, I got my hands on a, on a big book while I was in there and I tried to get familiar, like reading it with like what I had remembered before. And I just like stayed out of it because I mean, in jail and prison, I'm sure a lot of you guys know, there's like drugs that come in and there's alcohol that's made in there. So it's like, um, and I'd always partake in that, but like this time it was just different. Like I, I had like surrendered. Um, that was like my first surrender at that point to where like, I just knew I didn't want to live like that anymore. So like through that stretch of time being incarcerated, um, I got out in uh, the beginning of January of this year. And uh, when I got out, I was super overwhelmed full of anxiety and fear because I was like, I had been absent from the drugs and the alcohol, but, um, but I didn't have any program while I was in there, you know? Um, so like when I got out, I was like, I didn't like, I wanted to like find meetings, but I like, I didn't know what was going on because certain counties were like shut down when I got out and I'm like, are, are there meetings going on? And like, um, what like got me back to the rooms was like a, a friend of mine sent me a message on social media and it was a friend that like I party with, I get high with. And like, I got the notification and I'm like, oh no, like, like people are like, someone's already hit me up. Like, it's just going to start happening. 
And like, I like opened up the message and he's like, Hey, you just got out. Like, I don't know what you got going on, but I have 18 months clean. Like I'm like going to meetings and I have a sponsor. I'm working with other guys and I'm like, what? Like, it's just like a crazy, like thing that had happened. Like the right thing that I needed to, to happen in that moment. And I'm like, like, no way. Like, that's rad. Like I'm, I'm like 14 months and some change, like, you know, like clean, but like, I don't have a program. I'm trying to get plugged in. And he like directed me to a couple meetings. And then I like got directed to some other meetings and I just started sharing, you know, I just started like, I got vulnerable at the meetings. I, I shared, I introduced myself um, at like every meeting I went to for, for, for a week period and just, you know, gave like a quick rundown. Like I just got out of prison. I have this much time like dry you know, absent from the drugs and alcohol, but like, I'm, I don't necessarily feel like using or drinking right now, but like, I feel like my, like my ass is on fire. Like I, I'm fucking scared. I don't know how, basically like I didn't have any life skills at that point because any life skills I had like in the past, I had like, like let go of them, flushed down the toilet and replaced them with other ones, you know, that would be beneficial to like my addiction. So like, I just was like super overwhelmed, full of anxiety. Um, just like really didn't know what to do with myself, you know? So I started, yeah, like uh, introducing myself and just like saying, you know, I need numbers, I need to get plugged in. And hi, and um, hi, and uh, I, uh, yeah, I like introduced myself, got some phone numbers, um, started like fellowshipping after the, you know, before the meetings and after the meetings. And, um, and, uh, I got like directed or suggested of me to go check out this men's stag meeting, um, of another fellowship, um, down on the Montage beach in Laguna, like it's a morning meeting. So I went down there and, um, like I met these like guys and they're like, most of them are old timers. Like they have like 20, 30 plus years of sobriety, most of them. Um, and I'm like okay so i like i like introduced myself like i had at all these other meetings and i basically just said like i need help you know like i uh i need like someone's help like managing my life and showing me how to live because like i don't know how to do it and then so after the meeting um like five or six of the men from that men's stag meeting like came and surrounded me they're like what are you doing right now i'm like uh, i don't really have any plans like they're like you want to come eat with us and get coffee? I'm like, well, I don't have a car. They're like, okay, we'll take you. And then they like asked me what, what I was doing after that. And I, they just like, like took me with them all throughout the day and like got to know me. And then, um, you know, that's where I met my sponsor. And, uh, from the, uh, you know, I met my sponsor and he's like, he's like, you have a sponsor, you have a sponsor. And, um, I'm like, and I'm like, no, I need one. And he goes, okay. Like, uh, I want to help you. He goes, uh, but are you willing to do what I do every day? And I said, yeah, like I'm desperate. I'll do anything. I'm willing. He goes, that sounds good, but that's the wrong answer. I go, what do you mean? He's like, I haven't, I haven't even told you what I do every day. How do you know you're willing to do it? And I'm like, fuck, okay, this is like the type of guy I need, you know, someone that will like call me on my shit and not be like soft and easy with me. And just like, like, you know, like I need someone to like, tell me like, no, like you need to do this or go figure it out with someone else type of person as a sponsor, you know? 
So I'm like, okay, like, what do you do? And he like sent me, he forwarded this PDF file to my phone through text. And it was just like in like, like, like notes, you know, it was like 13 things. It was like, wake up in the morning, hit your knees and pray. Even if you don't know what you're praying to, do it until you, you find, figure out who, what you're praying to. And then it's like, the next thing was like, uh, make your bed um, and keep up on personal hygiene. Um, the next thing was like, uh, meditate for 10 to 15 minutes just to like shut out, shut out like the world and just have some like time to yourself to like, uh, you know, like um, recenter yourself and prepare yourself for the day. And like the list went on and then it was like, you know, do your readings, call, call, uh, call five to 10 alcoholics a day. And, um, you know, and, and then it was like, call me every day, text me a gratitude list every morning. And then there was like these little notes at the bottom. It was like, if you, if you miss calling me one day, you're starting to run on self-will. If you miss calling me on, on, uh, for two days, or if you miss calling me a second day, you should probably start looking for another sponsor. If you miss calling me three days, you're, you're probably headed for a relapse. And I just like, I took everything on that list to heart. Like, um, and it was like, what did I have to lose at that point? You know, I had tried everything else and nothing else worked. So, um, I was just willing to do it. And, you know, from there, like I read it, I was like, I think I could, I could live up to that and do that daily. And he's like, okay, do it for a week. And then uh, you do it for a week and we'll start getting into the book. So I did it for a week. And then, um, we got into the book, um, every Saturday morning at five thirty before that seven o'clock meeting at the beach, we sat in his truck and read and he started giving me assignments and we met every week. Um, pretty much, uh, it was like, he like had me like for the steps one, two, and three, we did like in the first three weeks, it was a step a week. When I got to my fourth step, he gave me like two weeks to like do my inventory. And then as soon as I was done with my inventory, he's like, all right, like, as soon as you're done, let me know and I'll meet up with you. I don't care what time it is and we'll go over it. And then, um, you know, after that, the next like, uh, steps five, six and seven, um, like, I don't know if we did like those three steps, like in week periods, I think like we, like we read and like we, uh, he gave me a couple assignments and then like made sure that like I understood those steps. Um, and then, you know, I uh, made my list of people, people that I had harmed and he's like, all right, now you get into action. You need to start making these amends. Like I want you to do them. It's, you know, whenever they present themselves, but like make an effort to, to have them present themselves, you know? And I'm like, okay. So I started doing that. And when I was done with those, he's like, I'm like, okay, I finished doing that. He's like, all right. So now you're going to make financial amends. And I'm like, dude, like I could, like, I just got out. Like I like him. I have all this debt. Like, how do you want me to make all these financial amends? He's like, you just do it. So I started doing it, you know, like, um, going to the banks I owed money to sitting down with the, them at their desk, you know, the banker or whatever. And maybe not giving full disclosure of what my life was like, but giving them a little disclosure and that I'm trying to do the right thing and live my life differently. And a lot of that money that, that I had owed, um, like I paid like a small fraction of what I had owed them and it just like disappeared, you know? And I like would call him and he's like, this is like what happens when you, when you do this stuff, like crazy things just 
just happen when you do the, you know, work a program and do the right things. It happens to a lot of people. I'm like, okay, so I got through my steps and he's like, all right, now you need to put your hand up and, uh, you know, you need to put your hand up and start um, making yourself available to, to help other guys take them through the book like I did with you. So I started doing that and, you know, that's been a little journey in itself. I'd say out of like the 15 people that asked me to sponsor them, um, well, I only have two sponsees right now that are actually doing anything. So the other ones, like they'll call and it was, I was, it was getting to me a little bit at first. Like I'm calling my sponsor and I'm like, dude, like, what am I doing wrong? He's like, it's not you. We're not dog. We're not dog catchers. We don't chase after anybody, you know, like he's like, He's like, probably out of every 10, 10, 10 guys that ask you to sponsor them, maybe three of them will call you. Two of them will probably not call you a second time and maybe one will hang around. He's like, that's just the way that it is, you know? And um, so I've just been like, you know, like that's been a journey in itself, but I have two guys right now that I'm working with and they're, they're willing and they do the deal, you know? And, um, you know, and sometimes they come back to me and they're like, you know, I wasn't totally honest with that. And I'm like, okay, then get honest and let's move forward, you know? And I'd say that like working with others, other men is um, like, that's like where it's at, you know, for me, like, that's just like a beautiful thing. Um, it helps me like tons, like more than I even realized it, it would. And, it, and it's a really cool thing to help or to be able to help someone else um, and give it away. You know, my sponsor had told me, in the beginning, he's like, you know, you, you, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just get it and, oh, I got mine and then just like stop coming to meetings or stop. He goes, and people do that all the time, you know, and that's not, that's not how you keep it. And I'm like, okay. So basically like, I'll wrap this up. Like, um, like I got a sponsor and I just did, like, I really did everything that he told me, you know, um, because like, like I said, I was ready to blow my brains out the back of my head or I was okay with just not waking up, you know, like my life was that miserable. And, um, basically like, I just didn't feel like I had anything to contribute to life or the community or myself. Um, and, uh, it was a really shitty feeling, you know, like not liking the person I saw in the mirror. And, uh, you know, today it's not like that. Like when I wake up, I no longer have, a desire or the obsession to pick up a drink or use. Um, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes like I'll get like a, a quick thought that's like, Oh, like a fat shot of heroin with a gigantic amount of speed in it would feel nice right now. <laughs> but, but like, as soon as it comes, it passes. And if, if it stays with me for more than a couple minutes, I call my sponsor or another person. I tell them what's going on in my head, you know, and like, and then it goes away. Um, so like, I no longer have that obsession to, to drink or use. Um, like overall, my life's pretty peaceful. You know, it's not always perfect. Um, you know, like I, I, I have character defects that flare up, you know, sometimes when I'm not like um, in a good place spiritually, you know, they're, they're more prone to come up. And there's still character defects that I'm working on that, you know, they're not totally, they don't just disappear at once. It's like, not for me at least, it's something I have to constantly work on. And, um, you know, so like with that, like, um, and then just like the wreckage of my past, you know, like 
15 plus years of drug and alcohol abuse and just running my life into the ground with no fucks given. And then, you know, like in a two year period of being clean and sober, everything's not gonna be back to normal. You know, it's gonna take some time. So like, um, but yeah, like I, for the new people, I'd say, you know, get a sponsor, work the steps, um, be open and honest when, you, when you're working the steps with your sponsor. Do, do what your sponsor suggests. Um, and then me, like I started getting commitments, you know, I, I think, I don't even know how many I have right now. I think I have five or six commitments. And like, when like one comes to the end of the term of the commitment and it drops off, I either pick up another one at that meeting or if I don't at that meeting, I pick up one at a different meeting. And why do I do that? Because it wor it's working for me. Like, why, why would I want to change it, you know? Um, Maybe, maybe like I'll start backing off at some point, but at this point I don't see why I need to, you know? Um, and then, uh, you know, like uh, through working the 12 steps, I found a power greater than myself, you know? Um, and, uh, and that's a really cool thing. That's what like helps me uh, get through my days. And uh, yeah, so commitments, um, taking suggestion from sponsor, uh, being honest with sponsor and those around you. Um, I'd say like fellowships, a big thing too. It's not everything, but for me, it was a big thing. Like showing up 15 minutes before the meeting going out to dinner or, or whatever people are doing after the meeting, getting to know people when I was new really helped because that helped build my support group. And it's like now, like I have, I don't even know how many phone numbers I have of people I could call at any, at any time if I, if I need them or if I just need someone to talk to and, and they'll pick up an answer, you know? And, um, so yeah, I'm very grateful to be here. Um, you know, this is the only thing that's worked for me is working the 12 steps, um, practicing, uh, the principles in my life and, um, and that's what's given me the life today that I have, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Thanks for letting me uh, share. Thank you.